0: This is Conducting Business. I'm Naomi Lewin. When the Chicago Symphony Orchestra came to Carnegie Hall this season, I was particularly struck, so to speak, by the percussion section, which includes two women, one of whom, Cynthia Ye, is the principal percussionist. But according to a number of studies, most young musicians are still conforming to traditional gender stereotypes when they choose an instrument girls prefer perceived feminine instruments like flute, piccolo, violin, and clarinet, and boys gravitate towards trumpets, tubas, and percussion. Those stereotypes of masculinity and femininity can lead to other problems. For instance, boys who take up the flute have been known to get bullied. Today we'll get a few views on this, starting with these three experts. Dr. Hal Abelas, a professor of music education at Columbia University's Teachers College, Sivan Magen, a New York harpist, you're hearing him in the background now, and Ricky O'Bannon, writer-in-residence at the Baltimore Symphony, who has just done an article about this issue. Hal, it's 2015. Why are there still gender associations with instruments?
1: I think it has something to do with role models, so I think we, have, we are only beginning to develop role models, particularly for young girls, of uh, women who are playing, let's say, cross-gendered instruments, instruments that are atypical for their uh, sex.
0: Evelyn Glennie has been around for quite a while. Alison Balsam, I can think of any number of others. And conversely, James Galway. I think adolescents particularly
1: get intimidated by not being with the majority. So if the majority of students in your middle school who are playing flute are girls, I think young boys feel well, you know, I I want to belong. I identity is very important at that stage and if I'm a flute I'm a, and I'm a male, I just don't quite fit in as, as comfortably.
0: It's 2015 and at this point at this point, the whole notion of gender association has become so fluid. I mean, Bruce Jenner just spent a whole TV special talking about becoming a woman. Instruments still have gender associations?
1: Yeah, I, I think it has to do with, you know, where do, where do we think as a society about what's important? So, you know, it's not uncommon now to see women, doctors, or male nurses. But those are vocations, and I think areas like instrument choice are less talked about, maybe less thought about by parents. And, of course, parents are an important influence when a child chooses an instrument.
0: Siobhan, how did you choose the harp?
1: I didn't really know any
2: harpists growing up, actually, but I lived in a family of musicians, and I wanted something a little different than what everyone was playing around me and I had some image of the sound and the movement of the instrument that appealed to me I don't really know where it came from I think my case is a little peculiar because I grew up in a place where there were no other harpists around me really and so I didn't feel a part or not a part of a
0: group So you didn't get bullied as a kid for playing the harp?
2: I didn't get bullied as a kid for playing the harp, probably I would have had I studied in the public school, but from the minute I started playing the harp I played in, I studied in a music high school, so so it was much
0: easier. And of course when you talk about role models, the great harpists, most of the great harpists you think of in the past, Carlos Salzedo and Nicanor Savaleta, you think of male harpists.
2: Definitely. I think it's there there was a time at some sometime at the beginning of the twentieth century that the important harpists started becoming women. And actually, there is, there is an interesting story about Henriette Ronier, who was a harpist and a composer in Paris, who was the first woman to play a concerto with Orchestre Conservatoire, with a conservatory orchestra, which was the main orchestra in Paris. And actually, the harp was used as a contrary gender role model than, than what we think today. So actually, everyone thought of a soloist, doesn't matter of which instrument, needing to be a man. And she being a harpist was the first woman to play her own concerto with the orchestra. So, But then gradually, I don't know why, but I think especially in the States it has become a woman's instrument. It's, it's kind of true elsewhere as well, but in the States it's, it's, I think, an extreme case.
0: Ricky, in your article you asked some experts whether instrument choices for kids are nature or nurture. And what was the result?
3: It's a little bit of a combination of both. When we, particularly when you talk about role models, there's some great examples of professional musicians playing instruments that might fall under certain gender stereotypes, but that does make a difference. But oftentimes when you're talking about children, the influence of their peers is, is hugely important. So a school teacher in Baltimore County Public Schools I talked to told me that oftentimes he would see groups of girls who might be playing percussion together, and sometimes just having a friend that was in that made them more likely, but if it was kind of a decision made on their own sometimes, they might not like the idea of being the only girl in the percussion class.
0: Is there something to the notion that girls gravitate more towards higher-pitched instruments that sound more like their voices? There's some notion that maybe heavier or lighter instruments might be associated with uh,
1: certain sexes. You mean as in physical as in, weight? Yeah, as in physical weight, right. So tuba. Easier you know, to are, schlep. Yes. I have a friend in Spain who reports that the celebrations there go on all day long. And, so, and the band, traditionally the pageants particularly, is accompanied by the band. Well, physically it might be uh, larger
0: people may be able to hold a heavier instrument for a longer period of time. This would blow the theory of female harpists, however, out of the water. And I remember when I was a kid, my parents said, under no circumstances, are you going to play the harp? When I said I wanted to, because it was too big. Although you don't see harps in marching bands. It's true. Not a lot of harps in marching bands. But folk harps you do see, and they're not. I think think part of the reason that the harp started
2: going towards the female direction was because of the salon playing, and then it doesn't really move so much. But starting with Marie Antoinette, who herself played the harp, and so the ladies in Europe wanted to play this instrument that seemed, mm. I don't know, aristocratic Roman. to them. A, a lot
3: of times it is kind of what children could see. I, am, I was talking to some members at the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra's education department, and they were telling me about um, their Orchids program, which um, we do in West Baltimore schools, where a lot of these kids have really no preconceived notions about classical music because they hadn't been exposed to it. And they were telling me that a lot of times these kids what they see is what they think. And so they had children who thought you had to be a, um, a woman to be a conductor because they had
0: only because seen Maranals up,
3: which is not true in the slightest if you look across. In fact, the, the counter stereotype is unfortunately true. But in the classroom, oftentimes they have a small world and they, what, whatever they see, they kind of think is the way it's supposed to be, whether that's true or not.
0: Well Hal, you sort of found the reverse of that, didn't you, when you had males responding to a YouTube video of the trumpeter Tina Ting Helsett who is yeah. young and blonde and Yeah. You know, I, I think it's an
1: interesting issue that I think among classically trained musicians, often the stereotypes seem to be stronger. And I think that maybe because of their experiences, so you know, if they if they go to music school and they see that, you know, most of the flute Students in a, in a music school may be women. And so it's, it's curious that we've, in some recent work we've done, that non-music students seem less strong stereotypes than uh, do music students. And I think that's, again, maybe has to do with role models, maybe the notion that Ricky was saying that they hadn't developed a stereotype because they hadn't seen classical musicians perform. And so they didn't have that fixed notion about what instruments should be played by what genders.
0: But as I understand it, though, you had at least one person who said that Tina Ting-Hell said there's no way she would be famous if she wasn't super hot. Yeah. Is there some connection you know, that you can only be good if you're ugly or what? I think being good is important in terms of
1: breaking stereotypes I think that, that some of the work that's been done in the area suggests that um, you'd have to be strong-willed to kind of overcome the stereotypes, and um, being successful seems to lessen the harassment that you receive. So um, a study that was done with uh, high school-age boys in Texas, certainly a place we think of kind of as a place with stronger stereotypes, uh, showed that once they once they
0: became successful and recognized by their peers as successful, they weren't harassed. When you look at principal players in orchestras, they don't seem to run as true to stereotype. There are a lot of male principal flutists, oboists, and also among the soloist population, or does this maybe also divide among continents? Or is it maybe because it takes a sort of an alpha male personality to claw your way up to the top of the profession? I think
1: you brought up the issue of kind of maleness, and I think that is important. I think there are, there's often prestige associated with uh, acts that are traditionally male. And so, you know, for instance, it's fine to encourage our young daughters to be doctors. In fact, that, that seems like a, an image we want to encourage. It's not so supported, I think, to encourage our young boys to be nurses. So there are certain prestige, and within, within music, the same thing. There are certain prestige things associated often with males that, therefore, women, it's okay if we encourage our young girls to pursue those. It's not so much encouraged uh, to our young boys to pursue female roles. Do you think it's easier or harder for girls to break out of stereotypes? I think it's easier for girls to break out of stereotypes, and I think our data supports that.
0: And boys get bullied still for playing the flute or something like that?
1: Yeah, from what we'd gathered, absolutely.
0: Shimon, you now teach at the Brooklyn College Conservatory. You have male students. Uh, I had one male student at Brooklyn <laughs> College. Uh,
2: I had one male student not at Brooklyn College, but uh, outside of it. It is a question of also where the people come from, I think, because it's true that in the States it's still, I think, as someone who didn't grow up here and only came here in my mid-20s, it's a very conservative country. And so the the traditions are still very, very strong. And I don't know, for me, for example, I studied at the Paris Conservatory. Uh, We were nine at the class and four of us were guys. Uh, out of the nine. And right now, I just gave a class there uh, a month ago, and they are eight, and there are three guys out of the eight. So it's much, much less of uh, of an extreme case in Europe today than it is than it is here.
0: How many kids do you think give up on music because of gender bias, because they've chosen what is the wrong instrument according to their peers? Is there any research on that? One of the groups we've often wanted
1: to talk with but are difficult to identify, are those dropouts. Uh, Instrumental music programs in the States starch larger numbers, and as the kids go through school, there are a variety of reasons why they can discontinue to play their instruments. Um, There clearly seem to be hints in the data we have collected that some cross-gendered playing uh, students do drop out because they're harassed. But we haven't been able to really kind of look at that uh, population yet.
0: Ricky, you've been talking to music educators. What are they doing to sort of shape attitudes of both the young musicians and their peers to kind of help with this?
3: A teacher I talked to named Alex Mueller, I was was kind of shocked just at the state of affairs that, that he had because he said that instruments that I remember growing up as being, you know, all boys or all girls were very mixed including something like low brass, which he told me many years was 50-50 male and female, which seems surprising to me, and it's in all likelihood probably not that way everywhere in the country. But something he stressed that he was doing was, one, he said it was important to actually not address the issue, that the moment you start saying, well, this instrument, you know, it's not just for girls or not just for boys, that's going to make a young kid...
0: Kiss of death.
3: Yes, exactly. Something that we don't think about just because we use this in our daily lives, and so we think it's always there, is YouTube. And it's only been recently that teachers have been able to access YouTube in the classrooms. And, for example, he said sometimes if he has a boy say, oh, a flute's a girl's instrument, he'll be, he, he, said, he told me he plays them some John Coltrane or playing the flute or a guy who's beatboxing while playing the flute to show these interesting counterexamples that, they might not be able to see outside of that thing, and they might not be interested in doing it themselves. Actually, on the topic of dropouts, I think another area of that as well is kids who might play the instrument that is associated with their gender, but it's not the instrument they really would have played. I mean, so there's a certain question. If a boy plays trumpet because he thinks he's supposed to, but he would have really enjoyed the flute, if he does not enjoy practicing the trumpet and he might drop it.
0: He becomes uh, Bruce Jenner.
3: Exactly. He 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 might not enjoy it. I mean, and it, he might have just played it because his friends were playing trumpet. And that was something that was stressed over and over to me of why this is important, which was, it's about having a child find the instrument that they're going to enjoy and not having any extra pressures on that.
0: So if there were one thing that we could do to help with this, you think it would be doing something like setting up all-male and all-female ensembles, or can... Each of you identify something maybe that we could do? I think uh, Ricky made
1: several good suggestions, including the notion that, uh, you know, teachers can use YouTube. So I I think underscoring role models, I think, is very important. If you grow up in a particular kind of narrow perception of what uh, instruments are and your family kind of, you know, supports that, then you could have limited choices. And I think it's an interesting consequence that Ricky suggested that um, we may have children who are playing traditionally gendered instruments that may, not, that may not have been the right choice for them.
2: Yes, there was a, there was a fun um, little concert in, in the Netherlands a couple of years ago. They have a, an international harp festival, and they did uh, the theme of the festival in, uh, I think, 2012, was Real Men Play the Harp. <laughs> and uh, they had all kinds of video clips around this, and uh, and actually they have a very like a, a very successful young uh, Dutch harpist named Remi van Kesteren, who is a v- real superstar in in the Netherlands, who does all kinds of TV shows and f- and pop concerts with fifteen thousand people in the audience and things like that. In some ways, it's it's going there also.
0: Thank you all very much for joining us.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you,
1: you so much.
0: This has been Conducting Business. Our guests have been Hal Abelas from Teachers College, the harpist Sivan Magen, and Baltimore Symphony writer Ricky O'Bannon. Now for the perspective of a woman who has taken up an instrument we don't usually associate with women. Here is Carol Yunch, principal tuba player of the Philadelphia Orchestra. How did you choose the tuba?
4: I wish I had a better story for it, but I guess I just wanted something different and kind of weird actually started with euphonium but no one else was playing it and i thought it was cool and different that's about it
0: and how many girls you went to school with were playing lower brass
4: well if we're talking like seventh grade band there were like two euphonium players total and i was one of them and there i was the only tuba player at first yeah but like there there are many girls playing brass instruments i guess
0: did you get grief from your peers for playing the weirder thing?
4: No, from my experience, I guess anyways, because I was always good at it, but I never got any problems.
0: Did you ever encounter any discrimination for being a female low brass player?
4: Yeah, so like my peers in school always just like, I, I feel like it was more of a thing like... If you're good at your instrument, you can hold your own. Like, your peers don't care what you play. It doesn't define you as much as, like, how good you are at it. But, yeah, there's some, like, conductor things after um, getting the job where they just, you know, they like to sound fancy. So they will say, like, gentlemen of the brass. And they continue to say gentlemen. Like, it makes them sound refined. And and, uh, and
0: Do you ever I stand up and go, I've, whoa, I don't have the Y chromosome?
4: Usually I will cough very loudly at the first one, and uh, usually they'll correct themselves after that. Conductors, a lot of them are just in their own worlds, and that's how it is, and that's fine. But, um, yeah, most of them are apologetic once they realize what they did.
0: You think they're just used to looking up and seeing men in the brass section?
4: Yeah, particularly the low brass.
0: Why do you think it is that today it's still mostly a boys' game?
4: Well, it is what it's been for a long time. I mean, like, orchestras entirely were all men up until, like, not that long ago. It takes their being role models at the top, and that's what I hope I can be for the younger generation, is proof that it doesn't take, like, a large male person to play the tuba well
0: You're going into schools and showing them your tuba?
4: I have done some school visits, for sure. And I love getting the emails on my website from young girls who are just like, I just started playing the tuba. Thank you for showing me that a girl can do it. And like, girl power. And it's really fun.
0: Thank you very, very much.
4: Of course. Glad to talk to you.
0: Carol Yanch is Principal Tuba of the Philadelphia Orchestra. Brian Wise produces Conducting Business. I'm Naomi Lewin.